Good evening, lovely people out there. Welcome to the Goa Weekly Show. I am Straight Jacket Jim, and we're joined by Nutty Hello. again. Oh. Hello. I was going to jump in a bit. I know. Like, oh, I know. I, Nutty. You know, I just missed it. You know, for a second, I almost left it thinking maybe well, she'll probably jump in and say something, but we're not. We're not quite there yet. We're getting there with this no. synergy, but we're not, not quite there. Dynamic duo will get there. That's it. That's it. Boom. <laughs> And hello to all our viewers live on Twitch, or if you listen to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, and a special hello to our Goa members, who are our paid subscribers here at Goa, who uh, who get access to things like, um, uh, there's a few popping up on Facebook recently, all the founders that have been here for three months are exciting to get their key ring. I saw that. That's, That's super cool. They look really cool. Yeah. And uh, also our weekly prize draw for indie games. And as well as things like uh, discounts for, for for with our various partners around the place, like Lenovo Legion and Pentanet. I know all so these cool. super secret and amazing prizes that we should just let people know about. That's it. That's <laughs> it. You should definitely join up if you're not a member already. It's really cool. But uh, but yeah, we had a bit going on recently. Like rumors are really heating up about a Switch Pro, or like I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter wanting to call it a Super Nintendo Switch, and I'm kind of on board with that right now. Super yeah. Nintendo Switch, I love that. Look, as long as they don't call it the Switch U, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it comes with an extra screen that nobody quite knows what it's for, <laughs> and people won't know whether it's a new console mm, uh... or if it's just an extra bit to go with your current one. <laughs> In... No, I mean, it is really exciting um, rumours coming through Bloomberg mm. and um, Forbes as well about uh, an insider leaking that they're going to start mm. manufacturing the new console in July, hopefully for an August-September release, which mm. would be super cool. It'd be very cool. Uh, like, Not that anything's particularly wrong with my old Switch, but it would be nice to get a little bit extra storage, I think. But um but yeah, like it even popped up for a bit on um, Amazon Mexico as well, which came down pretty quickly. So whether that was uh, that was just Amazon sort of jumping the gun a little bit, trying to be prepared for as soon as it was announced, or if they know something that we don't. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I know they were saying the stock prices for Nintendo have been surging the last mm. you know four or five days. I think people are expecting the announcement soon. Mm. Well, but, uh, yeah, Bloomberg was saying that uh, before E3, and E3 starts on the 12th, which is less than, not, well, about a week and a half away now. So it's uh, getting very close. So hopefully we'll hear something by then and then we'll see it, uh, maybe see a uh, demo, but uh, E3 for those lucky enough to get there. That would be very cool. Mm. Uh, is E3 is all online, I think. This is year. it? I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm not not uh, not 100. What was I thought they were still trying to do something in person, but I didn't know if that uh, that went ahead or not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think they've they've kept it all online no, this time around, which is fair enough. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, so uh, I mean, I was reading about it, and it sounds like it's going to be more expensive than the Switch was on release, which is a little bit disappointing, but it sounds like they're putting in a few extra features and some of the components they're having to use because there's such high demand for mm. the components I think they were planning to use. So they've bumped them up a little bit, which is uh, probably going to result in a higher price on launch as well. Mm. Which I don't mind paying a little bit more. Like Nintendo's consoles have always been around the sort of $400 Australian mark. And I think that's because they've just kept them as game machines. You know, it's not the, the all-in-one entertainment devices that the Playstations and the Xboxes have tried to be. So you can keep costs a little bit lower. 
yeah, I'm think fingers crossed. We'll just have to kind of mm. wait and see on that, see what it what it pans out yeah. to be. But uh, I think the other thing they're rumoring is the uh, the the 4K. 4K yeah. compatible, which uh, is, is important to some, but not it, as it, important it, to. Others. It is, it is, but you know, you're talking to a guy who the first time he saw the difference between standard definition and high definition TV was on a 65 inch TV that he bought himself a couple of years ago. So, like, <laughs> it's um, it yeah, it's it's not like for me. It's, I understand it's a big thing for some people, but for me, I'd rather have a good game and. Yeah. If Nintendo can use some extra processing power to to run Breath of the Wild 2 and make it so that the game doesn't chug whenever there's a lot of grass blowing in the wind, that would be amazing. Yeah, look, <laughs> if they can work out that the, the frame rate drops, that mm. would just be great. Yeah. Um, I'm very much like you being a little bit vision impaired. I don't tend to notice mm. the uh, super high fidelity graphics always about the gameplay mm. over, over, over how shiny something is. So... We'll just to wait and see, I yeah. guess. Just uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll get something actually land. Mm. Hopefully a bit more storage. Like the 32 gig that it's got at the moment isn't quite enough when you're trying to get people to download games. And like, most of the games I download are sort of more the indie ones. So luckily storage for me hasn't been an issue and I'm still a very much a physical media sort of sort of person when it comes to the, the big release titles. So that hasn't been uh, too bad, but... Yeah, it'd be nice to to get that little bit of extra storage, I think. Yeah, it's always difficult when they're like trying to push the uh, uh, digital game fronts and, mm. and buy all your games digital and you'll get bonuses mm. or it's slightly cheaper and then you go, oh, yeah, but I don't have any storage space. Yeah. And then do uh, weird things like I know it takes an SD card or micro SD card, I think, but I think it could only be used for storage. You couldn't actually play games off it. Which oh, was really? yeah, it's like and and to get to it, you couldn't just it wasn't just a little flap that you could open up and stick a card in. You had to like unscrew something off the back and and put the card in. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That just sounds like a pain. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so it sounds like you already know what you want. I, this, this I know exactly what I want. I wouldn't mind getting like a, on the Switch itself a better screen, but that doesn't have to be like it's 720p at the moment, but in a screen that's only like this big, it doesn't need to be too big of a resolution. But, uh, but, yeah. but um, getting rid of Joy-Con drift would be a good thing too. I would that like that. That would be good. Mm. That would be very good. The amount of people that had to send controllers back to get oh, fixed, no. hopefully. And, and the, the amount of time that Nintendo just stuck their head in the sand and just decided that it wasn't a thing. No, Nintendo never do that. No. <laughs> it sounds bad. Like, I, I love Nintendo, but there Me are just, some, there are just some things that they just, uh, they they need to work on a little bit. Because no company's perfect. Yeah, continuous improvement, that's what, it, that's what it's about. That, that's mm. what it is, yeah. We like to see them moving forward, and they always are, just uh, sometimes still hanging on to those old issues. That's it. Yeah. Um, I think I would be super keen for them to have a native voice chat built in. <laughs> That's what I would like. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll see about that. Yeah. Get rid of that app. Give us native voice chat, please. Yeah. Please. Just, just the little things. Some kind of mm. friend management system on your console that uh, mm. works well would, yeah. be, would be good. <laughs> yeah, that's more sort of... Uh software thing but it would be nice to to get all all that sort of stuff in there as well and see like <laughs> I've, I've talked about it a lot but nintendo's online like mario part super mario party on the switch 
only just it's been out for like a year and a half two years it's only just got an online multiplayer uh, oh, so, yeah sorry i should correct that only just got online multiplayer where you can play on the boards against friends you've been able to play multi, uh, like the mini games against your, the, your mates for a while but um yeah that was just weird <laughs> They take their time. They, I, I they vaguely do. recall there's some issue with the they didn't have a microphone receiver technology in the switch or something, and that's why the native voice comms was an issue. I don't know if that's Possibly. me making up stuff, but I vaguely recall mm. it could have been connected to hardware as well, why they didn't have that running a little better than it could. So, yeah, mm. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Amazing. In, in all of our favourite colours too. None of us oh, yeah. release it in just grey and then give us colours later. We mm. want a few choices to start yeah. with, please. I've already pre-ordered my, um, my Skyward Sword Joy-Cons because they just look uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. a good call. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. but, yeah, leading up to E3, an exciting time though. Uh, hopefully we get to see a few more announcements. But one that we have seen a bit more of is Far Cry 6. We did, mm. and you stayed up late to uh, uh, watch that launch, didn't I know, you? Everybody thinks that I stayed up late just for that. It just so happened that it was a Friday <laughs> night, and I'd just finished my stream on my own personal channel, and I'd gone and I'd, I'd raided somebody and sat down and was just doing something, and I saw on Twitter, this was coming up soon, and I went, what time is it? Yeah, That's about now. Let's watch that then. And, and I thought, figured, while I'm here, let's just write a story and, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, why not? If that's right. Already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember to like make sure I released an article on time. I set mm. my phone at the release time <laughs> to get up to release the launch the article, <laughs> post to say I've I've done it and then go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But uh, oh. it's it's looking really good. Like it like the graphics on it look good, and just anything that Giancarlo Esposito's in, I'm just a massive fan of. He just plays such a good bad guy. Yeah, yeah, I've I've got so much. I don't know if nostalgia is the right word, but just so much uh, love for his charisma and the way he carries himself um, from Breaking yeah. Bad. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him as the uh, well. I want to say villain, but they were during the trailer. They and the discussion they were really talking about how he had a lot of complex motives and and things mm. might not be as clear as they seem. So maybe yeah. he's not the straight out villain, and he's got a bit of grey going on yeah. there. Yeah, complex villains are always nice, so you can have a little bit. Not just a I am blowing up the world because I want to blow up the world. Yeah, although those villains are good too. Uncomplicated villains are, are good, but yeah, in this case, I'm. Uh, I'm glad that, that there'll be some extra motivations there as well. Yeah, yeah. So what did you think of the the trailer and the um other information that they released in the in the video packages? Looking at it cuz I've I've played probably there's two Far Cry games that I've played um fairly recently. I played one way back in the day, but the the franchise has moved on from that a lot now. So but I've played Far Cry 4 and Far Cry 5. So that was the Far Cry for or was the one with Pagan Min, where famously you could finish the game just by sitting at the table for five minutes. Because because <laughs> like the the whole thing starts like you're going back to to bring your mum's ashes back to your home country and scatter them, and Pagan Min, the bad guy, picks you up and he takes he takes you to his compound and you're having dinner and whatnot, and eventually he gets up to go and do something. You hear someone screaming like they're being tortured. So what the game wants you to do is to get up 
and go and find out what's going on and like get out of there and that kickstarts the whole however many hours campaign but if you stay in that chair for like five or ten minutes he'll come back fin- like you'll finish dinner and he'll go yep no worries you'll scatter your mother's ashes and then you'll go and the game will be over no way yeah yeah oh that is so funny <laughs> but um but I really like that one and I probably came to it a bit late because I found it in a bargain bin for nine bucks and not having played Far Cry since the first one I, and I just love that one so much and I got way more than nine dollars worth of enjoyment out of it so uh, so then I bought oh, Far Cry 5 yeah oh yes um and that one what did you think of that one it wasn't um for I think this, the setting was the problem for me. Like the gameplay was sort of more of the same where you've got the outpost to go and capture. I did like, I one thing I love about those two games was the choices that you got. So you could stealth your way through, quietly kill enemies and hide the bodies somewhere. Or you could go in all guns blazing and just like kill everything if you wanted to do it. Or, or you know, there was a whole different options that you could use to, to take the, the outposts. Um, but it, it, after just having sunk so much time into Far Cry 4, 5 felt more of the same and it felt more urgent, but there wasn't anything forcing you to go and do the main storyline sort of thing. It felt like that was time sensitive, but, and you should have been doing that kind, kind of like a lot of games where they open up and say, this is really urgent. Hang on. I'm just over here doing this first. I've got to do this side quest before I yes. need to go and do the main stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The main mm. quest is highly time sensitive mm. and you must, Oh, what was the, the famous game for it? One of the Batman games where they poison you at the beginning and you've got to oh, you try yeah. and find the, the antidote. It was, um, but don't worry. You can go and solve all of Riddle's Riddler's Riddle. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or you know, Breath of the Wild, or you get out. We mentioned that before, but we get you get out of the thing. You go, Link, hurry up! I can't hold him for much longer. No worries, just hang on. I'm going to track down all 900 of these core oxides first. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but uh, looking at 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 six, it sort of seems to me more that it'll be more like Far Cry Four in terms of the story than five. So it it feels like it's more. Uh, guerrilla warfare type thing which makes sense if you're you're a single player going off and doing stuff but you it sort of feels like you'll build up a resistance as well so i'm i'm hoping that's the case and then you'll just have things like oh we're gonna go and attack here now so that'll drive the story forward or come and defend us and you know so the, the story will be driven forward by military actions and things like that rather than like a false sense of urgency that you have to go and do this now because this guy's going to do something horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I do kind of wonder if it'll have that kind of region management that I think mm. we saw in one of the other ones as well. You know, yeah. you can control certain regions and those sorts of things. So, because mm. I always love that kind of strategy. Yeah. I think it will because uh, Far Cry generally has like the last, well, four and five that. Um, had like there were three regions and that, that you had to take over and then you'd go and and fight the big bad um yeah. so i imagine this one would be sort of similar like um what's i forget his name anton yeah anton's all that stuff yeah i can't remember his last name but um yeah so he'll have his like henchmen or lieutenants and you'll have to um sort them out somehow um I was quite happy to see the return of like because in in the last couple of Far Cry games that I've played at least you've been able to get like not companions but aids like people that will aid you in stuff like 
if the Far Cry 5 had a dog you could get that would go around with you and whatnot. And yeah. um, I want that alligator. I just, I, oh. I, that alligator is going to be my best friend. Yeah, everybody's been talking about that little little dog with the the um on the wheel chorizo, I think he's called. Oh yes, chorizo. But yes. but but no, I want the alligator. Yeah, the alligator. Yeah. I'm sure that you will be able to get pets pets to go with you and attack on your behalf. Yeah. Little little <laughs> chorizo will be chasing and yapping at everybody's heels. Oh yeah, and um, but and the something that looks um new is the weapon mod system. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That does look different from what we've seen so mm. far. Yeah, I'm I'm quite interested to see how that goes, and I uh, I kind of want like cause I think if you pre-order it, you get that CD launcher that you saw in the trailer, like it was playing the Macarena, and then you shot it, and it was like skipped a little bit, and yeah. But I yes. I, I quite like that, so I'm uh, I'm keen keen to to have a look at some of those weapons and see what I can concoct. Yeah, so if um, anybody wants to hunt down that trailer, um, wonderful Jim mm-hmm. here did do an article in the middle of the night. So uh, you can just look up Game on Oz and Far Cry 6. That article will come up for you. Mm-hmm. Catch up on the trailer and all the good news. Mm-hmm. See, lots of good stuff on the website there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We've been uh, having everybody pumping out so many young, uh, mm. articles recently. I, I'm feeling like I'm falling behind when you and all the other guys are posting multiple <laughs> articles a day. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's good freaking team. Nick, Nico's a machine. Like how, all the stuff he was putting out for, during that um, Final Fantasy fourteen event, that was yeah, crazy, huge, huge. And Zulu with his review, I saw he reviewed a um, an M dot two hard drive the other day as well for his tech he stuff. Did. And... Yeah, yeah, Kingston mm-hmm. hard drive. So mm-hmm. if you want to see the benchmarking on that, go and have a look. He, he mm-hmm. takes a very technical take on it, which is really good. Mm. He's very good at, at breaking down the the technical stuff. Our Royce, mm. yeah, yes, yeah. for sure. But um, one thing that I'm I'm keen to see more of, and I'm I'm glad uh, Infer- Inferno or the the historian, as he's uh, known in the community, there, has started a series of articles on the Xbox's twentieth anniversary, which is he he has yeah. I'm very keen to see some of those ideas, particularly like um, the first one that he's written on it is just sort of the highlights of it and whatnot. But I think the first uh, first person he's going to be talking to about that is Dan the Internet about his experiences when the X- first Xbox came out. Uh, well, I mean, uh, as uh, um, Inferno points out in the article, Captain Albion is uh, mm-hmm. Dan the Internet's um, name uh, handle across a few channels. So for mm-hmm. anybody who's a Fable fan, they know where that one's from. Mm-hmm. Um Unless, I've, unless it's a multi-reference to different things, but that's where I know um, Albion from. Yeah, no, I'm not sure myself, and it's one of my great uh, shames that I never got to play Fable either. But oh. I didn't, I didn't come into Xbox until the 360 though. Like I, I got oh, got a 360 late, at launch. Late yeah, <laughs> I had a bit, a bit of um of OG Xbox play because a mate had um. Had, well, a couple of mates had had it, and we always do Halo. And I remember going round uh, one of his places, and another mate had brought round the Xbox, and we were doing the the System Link multiplayer. So they had two TVs with the two systems and four people on each. So we had eight eight person oh multiplayer. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember the Halo lands we had linking mm. up all of our systems. So much fun. Um, I really joke with a lot of my friends about the original Xbox because I didn't have that many games for it. Um, one of the Baldur's Gate games came out, which was cool. But one of the games I like delved into really sincerely and wholeheartedly was um, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. 
Really? And I swear, really? yeah, like ninety nine percent of people that were playing that game were not playing it for the same reason I was, because it was essentially like a, a dating sim cross volleyball. So you'd play volleyball and you'd have these other silly mini games as well. But the whole idea was you'd play volleyball against the people you wanted to date and you'd buy them gifts and stuff. Oh, and wow. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, so there was a whole dating sim angle to it, <laughs> which, uh, yes, I, I was oh. happily playing as a teenager. Mm. But, uh, yes. That's it. You didn't, I'm sure didn't know. You just, you just wanted the volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I just wanted to play the volleyball. It wasn't about the other things bouncing around. Mm. <laughs> I do remember at the time, like when that came out, and like all the screenshots were all the female fighters in there. Because yeah, Dead or Alive's a fighting game, and then all of a sudden yes. they've got this volleyball game with with bouncing everything, and it was just yes. like, yeah. yeah. The series yeah. was definitely famous for its physics. For sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I do so, remember. Yeah, oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, you go. I was just going to say, and I, I did get the 360 at launch, though. I didn't remember playing Perfect Dark Zero, which for me was quite cool because I um I missed out on Perfect Dark on the Nintendo 64, but Perfect Dark Zero I quite quite liked. And it wasn't until I went back and played um, Perfect the original Perfect Dark on Rare Replay only a year or so ago that I realised how shit Perfect Dark Zero actually was. <laughs> it was, but 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 for me as a um like coming into the series i thought oh yeah this is a pretty cool shooter i quite like this and yeah then but but the original perfect dark still blew it out of the water yeah mm. yeah I, i'm trying to remember was the perfect dark people the same people that made um golden eye golden eye yep. yeah so they went golden eye perfect dark and then what you guys were talking about last week some of the guys went on to do time splitters. Mm. So yeah. I, I really like that thread through that 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 they've made it through, and then hopefully some of those people are making the new time splitters for us, mm. which will be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, because I think it must have been probably a bit well a bit before three sixty came out because Rare was a second party Nintendo developer, which is where they they put out um like they. they did Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo, and then they did, um, well, Don Donkey Kong 64, um, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, and then I think it must have been somewhere around there they they got sold to Microsoft, which is when they did Perfect Dark Zero. But I think a lot of the people that behind the scenes moved on to other things, which is what yeah. what, what happens sometimes. You don't hold down the same job for for forever, but um, but it was cool. Yeah. I've got some calls for some other reboots Bruce. in chat. Lukey's calling for a dead or alive <laughs> reboot. They're still making the fighting games. Just uh, the beach volleyball game, I think, has been left in the dust, uh, left in the sand. There we go. Wing Commander <laughs> reboot. Ooh, that'll be a good one to see how that would go these days. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Mm. Yeah, so I, I am very excited to hear everybody's stories coming mm. up with the with the Xbox because I um, am, you know, a fangirl of all consoles and, mm -hmm. and really what it comes down to is, is the games for me. So That's I'm going to be pouring my heart out about a few of my favourite Xbox mm. games for sure. Oh, my God. Like, the only themed console I ever got was an Xbox 360, the R2-D2 one. Did you ever see that one? 
No, and like, I yeah. Didn't. So, so the whole three, it, it was in in the form of like one of the newer Xbox 360. So it wasn't as big and as bulky as the original one. But it just so happened that my original launch 360, about three or four years in, got the Red Ring of Death, and I've gone. Well, it must be a sign, yeah. so I'm going to upgrade to this uh, to this other one. And but yeah, like it was the blue and white um, R2 clamshell sort of thing and when you press the power on and eject buttons it made r2d2 noises that is so cool and it was good and it came with a gold controller for c3po as well which was pretty good yeah (laughs) please tell me you did not sell it i did i did i went through like i went i I think i I traded it in to get um uh xbox one that um I wish I didn't because like I went through when I was sort of early twenties. I went through a phase like I would trawl through secondhand marts all over the joint to collect old video games and stuff like. That. I had an Atari Jaguar at one point. Like I, oh, I don't. Wow. Yeah, I never actually. I don't think I ever actually played it, but the controller was just awful. Um, but <laughs> but that was the sort of thing that I had, and then. I decided that I, I was getting out of collecting of it and it was selling stuff and sort of a time in my life when I was getting serious and moved away from video games a bit, but then I woke up and came back to video games, but there was a whole yeah. heap of stuff that I just sold. And oh, although one thing, no. one thing I'm glad I held on to because it's worth, well, not just because it's worth a mint because it's just so rare and, and glorious is I, I had a whole heap of super Nintendo stuff and I went to sell it. Um, but they, I had secret of mana there with the map and the book and for Super Nintendo people, Secret of Mana with everything still in the box is huge. Yeah. yeah. And and the guy at the shops was very honest. He said, Look, man, we'll take that from you, but you're gonna get a fraction of what you'll get on eBay. So I took it home intending to put it on eBay, but never put it on eBay. So it's still sitting on the shelf behind me now too. And yeah, except I've gotten a a nice plastic um cover for it, so it's all protected now as well. But uh thank goodness for that person that I reckon. stopped you trading it in oh, yeah. um, Ravinsky just said you have to go to gamer jail you're not allowed to trade yeah. things like that <laughs> I know I know <laughs> yeah I wouldn't do it anymore I did trade in my um my Xbox One X for the Series X but that was just a plain old One X there wasn't anything special yeah. about that but um, but yes oh. no I, I very much regret that <laughs> I only ever traded in one game and mm-hmm. it was a go-karting game that was on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember what one it was. It wasn't like a branded one. It was like a new one they'd made, Crazy mm-hmm. Carts or something. I can't even remember. But it had so much drift physics in it and I was just so bad at it. I was like, <laughs> Dad, this is terrible. Take it back. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. we took it back. That's and it. Uh, took it to our cash, local cashies and, and got something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice but yeah so there's um lots of xbox stuff coming out and doesn't actually turn 20 till november but it's gonna be a, a mad few months leading up to that like already xbox has put out like the the og xbox um startup screen and theme that you can have on your series x which i thought was pretty cool yeah featuring all the different mm-hmm. game characters and stuff yeah, yeah it's quite a nostalgia trip <laughs> oh yeah one thing I one thing I want to try, and I'm dead keen on it because I love how Microsoft has just gone all in with backwards compatibility to the point where I saw a video clip of someone they've system linked an OG Xbox, a 360, an Xbox One, and an Xbox Series X, 
and they were all playing the same game on System Link, like multiplayer wow. together. Yeah, it's like so cool. I want to have a go at that someday, just to just to do it. Just to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, oh. but yeah, so that'll be uh, an interesting time. I'm looking forward to seeing mm. the articles that Inferno comes up with and. Yeah, first chat off the rank with Dan the Internet. Mm. Well, yeah, do you remember those days? You just play a game just because. Like, oh. how how good was that? Like, like now yeah. now it seems a lot of the time that I do I playing games. It's it's for something, not just to sit back and enjoy them. Yeah, I think especially being in, in the sphere of content creation, you're either streaming or you're putting something on YouTube or you're putting something on your Insta. Um, so this this last week, Pete's really been highlighting that mm. and, and so it's Game on Oz with uh, It's Okay to Play as a hashtag. Um, so just, you know, remember when you were back in uni or back mm. at school, me playing Final Fantasy X on my PlayStation in my bedroom till all hours of the night on the weekends, that's... Uh, why we all started it started gaming we all grew our mm. love of gaming that way and and we've got to take time to go back to that that's it yeah just have those not not necessarily offline because online games are still still good if, but just with no expectations just where you're you're just going along at your own speed because like games aren't meant to be like especially the big open world games they're not meant to be charged through you know games with yeah. 80 plus hours content they're not meant to be finished in 30 and just do the main story you know take your time it's yeah, one thing i've that's... always loved like especially it's what i did with assassin's creed valhalla last end of last year god it's that long ago already um <laughs> where i just you know you'd walk from point to point and you would just investigate everything on the way and it was just it's so cool and relaxing. You could lose yourself in that game for hours and still not progress any of the main story. And that was just really amazing for me. Yeah. I've seen a few people talking about um, playing through the new Mass Effect mm-hmm. um, re-release and just choosing not to stream it because they just, they want to be able to take their time mm-hmm. and chill with it and just experience all those amazing things they did when they were a younger gamer. So um, just Make time for yourself, make time mm. for games and, and make sure you're still having the fun you once yeah. had because you don't want to burn out on games. Mm. Games will be with, there with you forever if you let them. Mm. <laughs> and one, one thing I'm guilty of as well, if I start a game on stream, I tend to try and finish it on stream. So, But you don't need to do that. Like If you played a game on stream, you could just take it offline. Like If yeah. it's... If it's uh, Something that you want to take your time with, just change it up. Mm, definitely, for sure. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Well, yeah. So that'll be uh, interesting coming um, to seeing people how how they they manage that, and well, it's kind of the um, antithesis of that. Again, that was a big word. I'm not even sure I used that word right. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I'll pay it. I'll pay yeah, it. <laughs> of of everything like. Yeah, you know, we we kind of live on social media as well, and 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 it's it's an unfortunate fact of of content creation, especially if you're you're trying to make a living off of it. That is, it's really hard to take breaks because it's mm. if you stop for even a week, viewer numbers drop, subs drop. It, it's 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 hard, but you do need to take that time and mm. and and just look after yourself. 
yep, you only get one youth. Mm-hmm. That's it. There'll always be another sub. There'll be another follow, but there will not be another youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But moving on, I uh, I saw something interesting today, and uh, this was something that's happening here in Perth. So not and not. Uh, I'm hoping there's programs like this all over, but one of the local universities here, Murdoch Uni, who already have a pretty big focus on esports and um, and gaming in general, I think they do a lot of uh, game dev degrees and things like that. But in the July school holidays this year, they're actually running some esports and gaming workshops for high school kids. So like for three days, they can go and do some uh, some cool stuff to do with esports and gaming. So I had a had a quick look, and there was. Uh, like one day of esports stuff, like practicing and um, good sportsmanship and esports and how to how to um, man not manage but communicate with your team and work work well with them. Uh, another day of doing things like analyzing a game and seeing how it all works together, as well as things like um, game and art design and running tournaments. And then another day was all about streaming and building communities, as well as a bit of games journalism as well. So I thought that was a pretty cool option for anybody yeah. in school holidays that is looking for something to do here in Perth. I think it's really cool that you can mm. have the opportunity as a kid to kind of dip your toes into these things and kind mm. of investigate if you want to make it a, a career or not. So yeah. um, it's awesome that they're providing those opportunities. Um, I mean, there's certainly high school eSports leagues mm. around the places, but I haven't heard of many places doing workshops and things like mm. this. So good, good on Murdoch for running <laughs> it and uh, hopefully they get a good turnout and, and more places around the country yeah. start doing it as well. Fingers crossed, because I, I know that like Murdoch Uni here in Perth, it was probably about a year ago, they were announced plans to build an esports stadium, which is, would be amazing to see here in Perth. Like, something like yes. Fortress Melbourne here in Perth would be just brilliant. I'd love that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Then, um, then, then maybe we can you know, get people flying over and see PGG play live or something. That'd be great. Cool. Oh, Ooh, man. Home I games. Oh. Can you imagine? I wonder. I always wondered if esports would end up the same way as like AFL, where we pretty much just always go over to the eastern states, or if mm. one day somewhere like you know, I'm, I'm going to say Adelaide. I'm from yeah. Adelaide, but somewhere <laughs> from Adelaide or Perth, or we'll, uh, mm. we'll pick up the the lead, and we'll all end up flying across the other side of the country for grand finals of an esports events. So. Mm. Yeah, we but can, no, we can, we can hope. We can hope. I, I, th- I think a lot of the hope with the eSports stadium that they were trying to build here was to try and attract some of the Asian market as well because we're, we're in Perth. It's just as quick for us to fly to Southeast Asia as it is to go over east. So I'm, hope, mm. I'm hoping they'll think that they'll come over here uh, and, and use that. But it will be really cool if we can see some, uh, some high-profile games here like the LCO. Mm. Like the LCO, mm-hmm. I love that segue. So the LCO is coming back. <laughs> it's coming back for Split Two. For anybody who's been keeping their eyes out, um, competition starts back on the fifteenth of June, and they'll be running games on uh, uh, Mondays. Oh, sorry, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, mm-hmm. um, and then later in the season. So from July the ninth, they'll also be doing some Super Weeks. So they'll be starting up games on Fridays as well. But what I really love because they've kind of hinted at it but not officially from lco people are kind of making some assumptions the dates for the finals might line up with the melbourne esports open oh so we could be getting an inland event maybe depending on the COVID situation of Mm. the uh lco at at, at meo so that would be brilliant 
Yeah, a lot of conjecture, obviously, mm. going on about that. Nothing official has been announced, but uh, it'll be good to see if that all comes together. Um, the other thing is that Riot has chipped in uh, 30k USD this mm. time for the winners, which is wonderful. Um, so the uh, winners will take away a nice cash prize as well. Yeah, that's good. I did see that, and it'll be um, mm. it'll be good if they can have like. Doing these things online are great, but there's nothing like getting together with some people and doing like we um a group of us here in Perth went to actually it was at Murdoch Uni. There's like a community outdoor cinema that Telethon runs, which is a, a children's charity here in uh, in Perth, and it's based on the the Murdoch Uni grounds. And so they got together. I think um Pentanet got involved as well and showed the world's final last year on the big screen. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yeah. You and you and Gamma and uh, mm -hmm. who else went to that um, one? There was a few. Arion, sorry, um, Kaiju Kai went went and um, yeah. went ran into a few other people like Mighty Blue Justice was there, who's in our community every now and then. But um, yeah. but yeah, it was really cool to see. So um, be good to see the the LCO up again. I haven't. I, I think there's been a couple of player movements. I haven't been quite a, quite across that yet. But um, oh, Pentanet mm -hmm. GG, God love them. I have keep putting up joke posts oh, about it's... Pabu oh, leaving. And I... it was getting getting to the point where other regions, so because the Brazil region and mm. PGG now have such a good relationship, they were posting up joke posts about how Pabu was joining their <laughs> soccer league. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, it was driving me crazy because oh, no. I keep looking at my phone oh. and there was like a legit a couple of moves like internationally mm. with a few things going on. Um, mm. One big bit of news is um, an OCE player King has um, been moved up to the front, uh, you know, the starting lineup is what I like to call it mm. for cloud nine for oh, cool. uh, league of legends. So that's huge yeah. for OCE. We're, we're slowly taking over everywhere. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, every day tuning into Twitter and seeing them have one of their joke, yeah. <laughs> joke moves. And I was like, Oh, is this real? Is this not? Can't deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's done on like the official like stationary logos and letterheads and things like that. Yes. It's it, yeah. it makes it hard to tell what's going on and what's not. To... Yeah, but... uh, there has been some discussions of some of the um, um, OCE uh, players that went over to North America to join their um, up and coming mm. um, team leagues that they might be coming back. Um, I think a couple of the guys are coming back to join Peace potentially. Ooh. So that'll be good. I think we'll have a few new faces back mm. in the league. So um, make it for an exciting season too. I hope so. Like my, my concern, like PGG really dominated the league last year um, mm. on split one. And I was worried that they'd come back from MSI and have all this new experience and all these new ways to play. And they would just full stomp the whole freaking league again. And but if there's some players coming back from uh, from overseas, maybe that'll even out the competition a bit. And you, it's always a little bit of a double-edged sword because all of the uh, OCE teams have now seen Pentanet PG get in a whole lot more games, and mm. they've been able to study their playbooks a little bit more. Mm. So it'll depend to see if uh, PGG have any more tricks up their sleeve to, mm. to throw at the OCE teams. They might be they might be running a bit dry. We'll ha we'll have to wait and see. We'll definitely have to check it out on the 15th of June to see how that goes on Split 2 for LCO. Um, yes. 
So I did see there was another bit of news there, but there was um another esports team, FlyQuest. They um, yeah. they changed their logo a little bit. They did, yeah, yeah. So this is something I shared to you earlier mm. today that um, FlyQuest have been an established uh, esports team for for a while, and um, they've had a real environmental focus so they've mm. uh, especially for the last three years been doing a lot of fundraising and awareness for environmental campaigns raising a whole lot of money for different causes um and they decided to rebrand so their new logo is um now a q with a leaf in the middle a capital q with a leaf mm. in the middle compared to before where it was an f and a q kind of overlaid quite you know, typically esports, mm-hmm. angular and and uh, sharp and competitive. Um, the the leaf is very soft and not common to what we would see in in esports logos. Mm. Yeah, it does feel a bit because when you were showing it to me and comparing the two old logos, it does feel like say a little bit softer, a little bit more rounder edges. Because even the um the Q on the the old logo was still pretty, uh, like harsh lines where there could be harsh lines sort of thing mm. but now it, it's like very very soft you're right yeah yeah but it kind of it got me thinking mm-hmm. in, in line for tonight's big question oh big question do we do we do the song or the are we gonna oh, just, i think uh, i think now that you now that now that you mentioned it i think i have to so yeah let's um to. yeah all right i have to try and time it with you because i can never hear it Is- I don't, don't, I don't have the song in, at the moment either. So it's just, we'll just be saying it. Ready? Are we ready? We're going to. Right. Yeah. Right. Big, 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 I just. I think I need a countdown yeah. without the music cues yeah. of the four bars. I just mm. I lose track completely. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yes. What is your big question for this evening? So obviously, with this change of logo with Flight uh, Quest, it kind of made me start thinking about games and and esports teams and their. Um, names and things because obviously FlyQuest now going a bit softer there's other, some other softer I want to say softer I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right word but uh, you know more friendly names like uh, the Unicorns of Love we mm-hmm. saw out of the Russia region um, from the League of Legends uh, locally in the Rainbow Six League we've got Rufflecopter mm-hmm. um um, and uh, for those of you who t- tuned into the Rainbow Six Invitational, we had uh, Ninjas in Pajamas to Ninjas take out the international championship for that. So what I really wanted to ask everybody was if you could call your esports team anything. You had the, the reins of an amazing esports team. What are you going to call it? Ooh. What are you going to call it? You know, I think, I think this being a very Australian one, and with Straight Jacket Jim being my name, how about Straight to the Pool Room? Oh, Straight to oh, the Pool Room. Well, straight, S-T-R-8, eight, to the Pool yeah, Room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like mate with yeah. Straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, I've been thinking about this a lot and I still honestly don't know because I think I have kind of frame it around whatever game my team was, you know, being the best at. Mm. Um, so I was 
throwing around a few ideas. Um, we've got Ravinsky in chat. Uh, mine would be based off my community name. So Ninja Muppets is oh, what she yes. would go with. I'm, I'm, so pitch, like I'm picturing that. like that fight scene in Team America with the puppets. And oh, like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, my brain just automatically went to Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy just going. Rrr. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more but, more uh, Muppets, traditional Jim Henson Muppets yeah. rather than puppets. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But that'll be cool. I also yes. thought of like um, Insane in the gameplay, like a little bit of uh, a mu oh, musical reference. I really like that. So my two oh, best that's... ideas I've had. That's it for me for the year. Thank you. I'm done. I'm that's... going. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> See you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really should have actually thought of something by now and I still can't. My brain is just not quite there. I think I would love it if it kind of connected back to Magical Girls somehow mm -hmm. just because they're always like teams of five, right, you know, like the Sailor Moon Girls or something like mm. that. So um, maybe like the um, Sailor Squad. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'll think yeah. about it. We'll, we'll, we'll work it. on it. I'll get, we'll get back to you. <laughs> that's it. We'll, we'll get that up on socials on Friday and give you a bit of time to think about that. Yes. But yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's a good question. I like that one. Mm. It. But, um, well, it's one of those things where, um, you know, uh, I've, obviously I've got a few friends that are martial artists and fighters and the mm. question that they always get asked is what would you be your entrance theme, which you know, similar yes. to pro wrestlers as well. Mm -hmm. be. And I feel like this is the equivalent in esports because the individual players generally don't get a, a theme or anything, but they mm. might be able to take take some ownership of a name if they're starting their own team. That's so, it. Yeah. Oh, good one. Mm. Oh, well, that's about all the time we have tonight. So thank you so much for, for tuning in, everybody. Thank you, Natty, for joining joining us tonight. No worries. Thank you, Jim, for having me. And thank you to the wonderful people joining us in Twitch chat. We had uh, Gamma and Ravinsky. We also had uh, Linky Bangers mm. pop by and a few others. So yeah. thank you for stopping by. That's it. A few members of our, our Goa Members Club as well. So thank you for thank you for being a part of that. But, um, but yeah, so hopefully I think Pete and Dan should be back next week. So we'll get, get back to uh, how they're doing things. I think Pete's back on board then. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll see them back and probably get some news about little bub. Hopefully yeah. that would be lovely. Got to have some updates. Maybe some photos of him in his goa onesie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but thank you now, everyone. Oh, sorry. Go on. What do we, ha what do we have to do before we go? We, or we, we don't want to forget to do something. I, I don't know. Like. I have problems remembering to do something sometimes. What, what do can anybody remember what do we need to do before we oh before we... i got it don't forget to save don't forget to save, save. folks yeah. <laughs>